Hello, everybody. I'm Dr. Connor Hogan, PhD. You're welcome to The Doc Connor Show. So, what are the 10 strategies that rich use that the poor never ever learn? We need to figure those out in order to, well, even try and become rich today or any other day, or even just to basically make ends meet, make what we need for this day, for this week, and so on. But it's a change of mind frame. So what are these things? If we want to change what we're thinking and how we're being, let's look at one guy, one well-known guy, in fact. His name is Ed Sheeran, a wonderfully popular music musician. Music musician, get it, double M. But basically, he's well able to use in music and be a musician at the same time. Being a musician is not just about actually playing music. And that's what he has within him, rhythm, tone, all of those things. But he has the musical ability that crosses over with this entertainment business. And he's able to use it. So, a musical musician, he certainly is. And he became famous. But he never just became famous like, just like that. You see, he had an attitude. And one time he said, quote unquote, you never want to be wasteful. Hmm. Why? What does he mean by that? Well, we're talking about short-term budgeting. You see, short-term budgeting is the first of these strategies that rich people use that, well, poor people just never learn. So even the richest of the rich, this Ed Sheeran, has said that it's so important not to be wasteful, to avoid waste, to be, well, just frugal in your means. He spoke about how when he was a student and even after he became famous that he used a Barclay student card. Imagine that. And here he would allow himself a monthly allowance of maybe about $1,000. And then once that was gone, he would go into time frame where he would actually wait until the next time where he gets that $1,000 or allows himself that $1,000. That's the self-discipline that was there. Another famous or well-known person was into this kind of budgeting as such was Tiffany Haddish. Now she burst onto the scene thanks to her role in the movie Girls Trip. Even though she became famous though, she did not actually go nuts. She decided to, you know what, look at the short term, look at the short term budgeting. So what she did was she actually just kept her head down. And again, she allowed herself a certain amount of money, but fame came with it. You see, once she had well, performed in this girl's trip, she knew that there was going to be newfound fame, and so there was. In fact, a couple of movies later, she still drove a Honda HRV, and it was a hybrid, believe it or not. So, a more economical car, even though she's earning money and fame. So, these are just two people and two ways of how you can actually short term budget. So, what's the next strategy of the 10 strategies that rich people use that, well, poor people never learn? Well, it's to do with budgeting again, but this time it's more long-term budgeting. Think of annual budgeting. There are other famous people such as Nicolas Cage and uh, 50 Cent, Johnny Depp, among others. And these have had reasons to actually, well, look at the long-term, not just the short-term. Why? Well, despite them being incredibly famous, incredibly successful, 
They've all run into financial troubles at different times. Okay, fair enough. You're thinking right now, well, if you're watching this video, you just want to be rich, think rich, and to get better at life with your lifestyle. So if Nicolas Cage, Johnny Depp, 50 Cent can't do it, how, why, who, what the heck? Well, the reality is, is that we have to learn from their mistakes. These are the guys that have learned so much about the movies, about music, about performing, and they have been so ultra super successful. However, what they have done then is they have invested their monies incorrectly. And with that, they've been completely unsuccessful. Some of them then have had lavish lifestyles and that has ultimately, led, ultimately even led them to heavier death. You see, they're not able to understand or at certainly earlier times in their careers or lives, they were unable to understand how to budget or the need for budgeting. Save for a rainy day comes to mind, although that's not always the best thing. It's more about investing in the best way. So these celebrities have had, had little opportunity to plan because, of course, there was things in their face. But when little things like, for example, Tory Spelling, who was another celebrity and was ordered by court to pay $35,000, you can see how an extreme example of a celebrity can go, well, wrong. These are the difficulties that people can get into, even bankruptcy. And the actor Corey Haim also got into, well, facing bankruptcy when he tried to sell his believe it or not, tooth on eBay for $150. That's how broke he actually became. So we need to understand the long haul looking at our lives from a financial point of view to budget, to start thinking that way. Do we need to save every penny? Not necessarily, but we need to understand the need and the requirement for that because tomorrow, well, we just don't know exactly what's going to come. Another person like that was Eddie Murphy. And again, Murphy was a huge successful star back in the 1980s and 1990s. He even went from being, well, this guy on Wall Street who was a beggar to lighting up our screens with that and doing crazy things like Dr. Doolittle and The Nutty Professor and so on. But still, he invested poorly. And again, Drew Barrymore is another one. And the list goes on. You know, these people were famous. They got loads of money, but that was that. Anyway, another thing away from budgeting now that rich people do that really can make us better ourselves is getting up early. I know, I know, getting up early sounds boring. But think of another celebrity, another really successful person who instead of not investing, invested his time into going to bed early. Why? Because it allowed him to get up early. And that's Hollywood's Mark Wahlberg. You see, his daily schedule has been known to just being absolute crackers. Now, I'm not suggesting for one moment to get up at 2.30 a.m. like him. However, if you do, you certainly have a huge, well, head of the day. Of course, you'll be shattered tired come a certain time, but maybe there's, there's a time where you need to just, you know, kick back and relax anyway. So for him, he wakes at 2.30 a.m., prays at 2.45, in around 3.15 a.m., breakfast is happening. Then he begins his workout around 3.40 and has a leisurely game of golf at 7.30 a.m. when most people are just getting out of bed. Of course, for him, he has to go to bed that extra early as well, about 7 p.m. But it's not just a new thing. It's not just new age celebrities who have done this, got up early and been successful. 
Benjamin Franklin was known to have done it as well. He was an early to bed, early to rise type of guy. We thought that wealth and health and wisdom follow that. He would typically rise at 5 a.m. and he would just literally start working as he rose. Another element of success with these rich people is that you need to have a long-term goal. You see, you need to connect your long-term goals to your actual core values. Okay, it's easy to have a long-term goal. I want to get rich. I want to be rich in five years' time. But you need to understand what is rich. How much is so much? How much is what I'm going to do for that? You know, where am I going to go for that? What are my values behind that? Am I going to steal the money? Am I going to earn it? How am I going to earn it? What's going to make me happiest or best at earning that? So there's all these different things. But we need to have this easy to stick to plan to our goals so that we can truly believe in them in the first place and in the long term. So we need to have things that allow us to feel achievement with the long term goals. Otherwise, we'll risk being completely disinterested after a year or two. I mean, who can get rich quick unless it's a well, get rich quick scheme? And that, I hear you, can be a good idea, but I'm not promoting it right here. We need to have compassion in what we're doing as well. We need to have boldness. That means we need to go where, as they say, no man or woman has gone before. Creativity is core to our core central being. And so therefore, money being a medium, and that's all it really is, is going to be there for us to get if we can tap into our own known but innate creativity. Learning along the way is key. Again, saying five years time, I want to be rich, how rich, so rich, is great. But you're going to have twists and turns, roundabouts. You're going to go back, you're going to lose money. You're going to save money, you're going to spend money. But you're going to ultimately make more money. Why? Because you're learning and you're showing leadership with the knowledge that you're learning. Where is the leadership coming from? From yourself. For who? Well, for at least yourself at the moment. Why? Because in five years' time, if you're rich, we'll all be talking about you. We won't be talking about, well, someone like Mark Wahlberg or Eddie Murphy. You need to have stability and recognition of all of these things too. These are values that we need in order for us to, well, think like a rich person. We need to remove the decision to work towards them every day in order of us to be actually, well, successful. Because if your goal is to run, say, every morning and you put on your running clothes the night before, and your goal is to spend, you know, just, for example, just reading time or more time reading rather than actually watching television, well, then you need to actually, well, as was said, you need to remove the decision to work towards them every day. In fact, you need to just push yourself into that core value, that passion of reading, running, and so on. If it is that you have these long-term goals, you need to then break them into short-term tasks. Because in breaking them into short-term tasks, you're allowing, you're allowing yourself even to become a little bit more easily motivated. By being more easily motivated, you're going to achieve quicker. And by quickly achieving, you're going to feel, well, a little bit better about getting to that long-term goal. That finish line is not insurmountable. It's not just where it is, it is where it is because you have essentially led yourself to that short-term goal, you've got your reward, you feel good, you know it can be attained, and you take another little chip at the wall and you keep going until you crack into that safe of where your future lies. 
So it's one step at a time, one chip into that wall, that plaster, then the rock. Let the rock come in its own time. You need to avoid listening to other people's opinions of how to live your life. You see, if we are thinking what other people think, then we're led down the road of negativity. And negative comments sometimes make, well, this about ourselves, when in fact, these are just subjective opinions of other people. By avoiding this, by avoiding all this negativity, we're avoiding all the need to actually soak in that bad energy, the energy that we really don't need in the first place. What we need though, is to actually know that we ourselves can attain things without listening to other people's negativity. For what does the negativity do? It, well, it won't give us any kind of fuel for ourselves whatsoever. Avoid it. Next, we need to do what you're good at. Doing what you're good at makes yourself rich. It makes yourself better. How though? Why? Well, it's pretty simple. If you're naturally gifted at something, and if you can find out what that is, well then, surely, a million other people are not going to be as good at that. Okay, what is the thing that you're gifted at? Is it that you're a great footballer? Well, if you're living in a nation that loves football, perhaps everyone's able to tap into the football aspect of things. Same way with uh, music. If you're naturally musically gifted, wonderful. But if it's a musical nation, if it's a musical culture, and everybody plays music, well then you might just be so-so. Then a million other people might be better than you. So what you need to do is really work at finding out what you yourself are good at. It mightn't be something as generic as football or music. It might be something completely different. It could be shining shoes, it could be just darning. Whatever it is, it's something that you yourself can achieve greatness at. You yourself can make money at. You yourself can actually applaud yourself for being darn good at it. Why not? It is what you have the ability to do. So use it. Utilize it until you can get better at being the best at it. And the better you get, well, the more you're actually going to be able to help other people and then gain recognition or gain your riches for it. You need to be consistent because richer people are more consistent. Poorer people are inconsistent at doing all the easy things like, you know, doing these things like getting up early in the morning. I mean, gosh, it's easy to get up early for three, four mornings in a row, but if you get really super tired and you don't see any benefit from it, well, it's easy just to say to yourself, you know what, I'm going to stay in bed. Why? Because it's easy. I'm not consistent though. You need to be consistent. This is the rich habit. Consistency is boring, but you know what? Money just flows. That's a boring thing too. Like water, who's going to watch water flowing? But money flows into some people's pockets, out of other people's pockets. It's boring. There's no left and right to it. It's just going one way and that is it. Spending less at the beginning of your goal is clever. Why? Because you need to become orientated towards your budget as I said before. You need to look at your short-term budgeting, you need to look at your long-term budgeting, your annual budgeting, and also you need to look at your goal. What is your goal? Is your goal just to do something short-term like run a race, which is next month? Great, go out there, do some training, off you go, three, four weeks later, bang, you've run the race, it's done. That's a short-term goal, a wonderful achievement, but you need to have a long-term goal to do that. Do a set of races over 10 months, that's a longer term goal. So that means you have to be consistent with your training. You have to be consistent with 
you know, spending less time with other things, with negative people, you need to be with people who are training, people that are actually in that groove, in that thinking, in that mindset, getting up early, training earlier, and so on. So spending less time at the beginning, money-wise, is the same way as training. It's the way that you are actually planning what you're going to do in the short term and in the long term. Then you can start firing out the cash to where you want to put it. Why? Because you have to invest in order to reap the benefits. Have patience. Above all else, really, really have patience. People give up. One million people equals one million dollars if one person just drops one dollar a day. But remember, most people will give in. If you're patient, just continue to wait that extra moment. That extra moment is the moment that you could succeed more so than anyone else. So is that all it is? No, the 10th one is to believe. Believe in everything I've just said. Why? Because it's darn right the best thing to do. It's not me that's saying it, I'm just the conduit to you. Basically, this is science. This is what has happened with millions of rich people, not just now, but in the past. When money was changed to a different form, barter and so on, prior to money, there was still people who got up early. There were still people who were consistent. There were still people who believed in themselves. There were still people that did all of these things together and they succeeded. You too can do that. So if you're subscribed, thank you very much. If you haven't, please do. Until next time, thank you very much for watching.